Un orage se prépare, mon frère. La nouvelle de la tentative d'assassinat du roi se répand. Le prolétariat prend confiance. Les bourgeois tremblent. Il ne faudra pas longtemps avant que nous ayons des émeutes. Et alors, une révolution. What's up, everybody? This is Under 1000. We're your hosts, Sam and Jacob. And today we're looking at Aviary Attorney, a single-player courtroom drama set in a version of 1848 Paris populated by cartoon animals. And if that sounds like it is a straight-up Mad Lib, that's how it feels, too. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. So as Attorney J.J. Falcon, a Falcon, um, you're essentially going to travel across Paris uh, a hand-drawn rendering of the city, gathering evidence uh, flanked by your assistant, Sparrow Son, who is a sparrow, um, collecting evidence about cases, interviewing other animals, and finally, like, culminating in a couple of courtroom cases and cases outside of the courtroom uh, to defend your client. Uh, the mechanics of the game will be super familiar to anybody who's played Ace Attorney, although in general, the art direction, everything from the hand-drawn visuals to the writing, which is punny and just self-aware enough, uh, the music done by uh, or taken from composer Camille Saint-Saëns, and the choice of setting, like I said, elevate this sort of beyond just your typical procedural drama. Yes, yeah, so think Ace Attorney. Hand-drawn, charming music in the background. And yeah, beautiful, just piano licks, you know, like very, very Parisian. Serenading you on a summer Paris day while you hang out with an anthropomorphic bird but it's not scary here's the thing sam <laughs> we play a lot of games with our hands yes and we play a lot of games with our feet if we're playing guitar hero drum set right right okay and sure i'll know, give you that one and there there you can play games with your mind if you're one of many goth individuals that stole my heart during my teenage years okay <laughs> <laughs> but avery attorney is a game that you play with your heart I was actually going to mock you and ask if that's where you were leading to. But yeah, I think you're actually right. Yeah. Yes. So before we go any further, diving into what makes Aviary Attorney awesome, let me just cover some background. Um, so Aviary Attorney was released on December 21st, 2015. It's developed by Sketchy Logic, and it was partially funded by a Kickstarter campaign, another way this game is passionate, uh, which raised 18,917 pounds towards its development uh in january 2015 uh it's available on steam and also on nintendo switch um we couldn't find anything else that sketchy logic had made right yeah which is surprising given the quality of this game it, it really is um and speaking of its quality it currently sits at a very positive review rating with 862 reviews um and it costs a modest 14.99 not too bad. Yeah, on the upper end of games that we review for sure, but I think the content is worth it. It's worth it. According to the Steam page, the features are... I'm gonna get some Parisian bird music in the background here. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Four chapters of talent-biting, intrigue, and suspense. Dozens of colorful characters to meet, interview, and bribe. Did I say bribe? I meant for 
Sweet. Real life landmarks, knock on the doors of Notre Dame, loot the Louvre. Three fully fleshed out endings, decisions that have consequences, and more bird puns than you can shake a feather at. <laughs> Uh, and yes, many of those. Many, many of those. And overall, this was about six hours of playtime for each of us. Um, and that's only going down one path. So this game does branch off based on your decision making, as any good game of this style would. And there's definitely some replayability that is built in here. Is that a low key roast to the linear nature of Ace Attorney? Um, I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> there's my courtroom joke for this. nice yeah. very on brand yeah. good excellent um, all right so let's talk through it though yeah yeah so the big the big points to hit so um the initial mission the game let's do over the game loop right so what the gameplay looks like um you start in your attorney's office as uh, jj falcon with your assistant sparrow son and you're usually approached by a potential client who has a case for you uh the first such case is pretty much a self-contained classic murder mystery warm-up um, you'll be limited to visiting a few few locations for evidence, and it only spans the course of a few days. The way that the game works is that it approaches you with a case. You have a few days to explore, interview people, gather evidence, and then all of it culminates in a trial. Uh, and the game is essentially like a two-dimensional like conversation and point-and-click with dialogue choices making up most of the experience of the interaction. Um, so in this first case, for example, uh, it's a murder case. You'll visit the scene of the crime, and you'll click around, talk to people, do a couple of like evidence-gathering mini-games, um, and then uh, once you've spent all of your time, which is sort of an interesting part of this game, is that your resource that you're spending is time at different locations to try and gather evidence, uh, the trial will arrive, the date of the trial, and you will either pass or fail depending on whether or not you found the correct evidence. Yeah, so spending time is really, in a lot of ways, the bulk of the game, right? Um, so it is a point and click, and that's how these hand-drawn illustrations really fit in nicely too, right? Because it's almost like mm -hmm. you have a bunch of cutouts on a table moving around. Um, yeah. And you're given a map and you're given the option of going to all of these different locations. Sometimes characters will introduce or bring you to a new location or you'll hear about a location that you need to go to. Um, and visiting them costs one day of your time. At the very beginning, that's... Um, you only have a couple of days and by the last mission you have many days um it ramps up very quickly yep but you also have many locations and some of them need to be visited you know more than once later on and that grows in complexity so you have to be clever about it right and the stakes of what you're doing increase a lot and a lot of times uh doing what you need to be doing isn't obvious um, but you can figure it out because what you shouldn't be doing can be obvious right so sometimes you'll have these mm -hmm. moments where you'll you'll be like I need to find the murder weapon. I heard that the murder weapon might be with this one person who hangs out around this part. And it's two days until a trial that could change the fate of the country. And then if mm -hmm. you're me, you go to the chocolate shop for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sparrison is like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the elephant that runs it is just so charming. He really is so charming. And he's got chocolate. I mean, come on. Um, yeah. So you explore the areas, like you said, um, searching, looting, clicking through. You talk to witnesses. You can bribe witnesses. You can bribe them with um, a really rudimentary currency system that only pops up a little bit. Or you can bribe them by performing tasks for them, uh, which sometimes will send you down 
um, <laughs> a rabbit hole that's worth it, and sometimes it won't. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. And that's I think that's a good point is that there are some not unfair feeling, but there are some like uh, red herrings, you know. So really, that that idea of spending your time correctly is really key because, I mean, if the date of the trial arrives, and we'll get into this more when we get into the trial mechanics, if you don't have the evidence you need, if you haven't discovered some piece of the puzzle, you're not going to win the case. Right, exactly. So getting into the trials, um, like you said, you're always the defense attorney, right? Mm -hmm. So run me through what that looks like. So typically what that looks like is your client will hire you, you're gathering evidence to try to defend them, they say, I've been accused of this, right? Um, so you try to, you know, poke holes in, in the story and figure out the whole picture. And then come the date of the trial, the way that it works is that there's a judge, a jury, and a prosecutor. Uh, the prosecutor will call a witness, and everyone will hear their testimony. And it's up to you to poke holes in their story and essentially create room for reasonable doubt via cross-examination. Cross-examination. So, <laughs> basically, what happens is the person gives their testimony, right? And it'll be like, you know, I saw this person entering the building and then when they left, they left in a hurry and, you know, uh, the, they were the only person in there and the person was, and the other person in there was dead. You know, like it's, it's one of those types of- timey they saw it through their monocle and they dramatically it, point. Exactly, yes. And then, and then you have a chance to see a written version. So the, the game sort of brings up the scroll with their written testimony on it. And there are certain points underlined, um, usually like dates and times, uh, certain conditions, and you can sort of click through on those and it'll initiate a dialogue tree and you can pursue lines of questioning to the witness. Um, And if you do find a big inconsistency, you need to have evidence to back it up. So for example, if the guy says, you know, like I, you know, saw this guy uh, exiting the bar at this time after the murder was committed, um, maybe you, you know, peg them on what time it is. And then you have a broken monocle and ask if it's theirs and say, well, how did you see them? If I have your broken monocle in my pocket, you know, that kind of like really dramatic, you know, uh-huh. uh, exactly. Aha moments. The, the, what is it called? Objection or like the, whatever from Ace Attorney, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, um, what it really does well, what, what aviary attorney really does well is that the evidence that you find isn't totally clear until the witness gives their testimony. So a lot of times I'll have collected a bunch of different disparate items and then the person gives their testimony and I actually do have to look over it, go through all the different parts of it that are underlined and sort of see, feel out you know, what, what, what's available to me to poke holes in. And then I'll look at my inventory of evidence and that created a bunch of aha moments where I would you know, put two and two together in the moment and be like, oh, wait, you know, they're saying this, but I have this one item that proves that they were somewhere else at the time or something like that. And I think that's a, that's the, the bread and butter, the really cool secret sauce of this game. Yeah, it, it creates so many moments where you're just going to squeeze your Nintendo Switch controllers. You know, like you're just, <laughs> yeah, there it, it sounds weird to say it, but it is genuinely like exciting and satisfying um and i'll talk a little bit more about this later but like i played through most of this game with my partner and we had so many moments of like turning and looking at each other and being like ah you know like that we figured something out yeah and i think that's something that's really hard for games like this to do because i found i mean it's it's hard i know we keep comparing it to ace attorney and ace attorney is a lot of fun but many puzzle games get to the point where you're like oh okay i've stumbled onto the one solution like there's not that feeling of actual genuine right like ingenuity you know and aha moments and this game actually manages to replicate that over and over again throughout the course of the game 
Yes, it definitely does. And I think the other thing that it does right compared to other games in its uh, genre are, are the stakes. And we mentioned this a couple times, but like you can't just click through every option in the trial to stumble upon the right you know, answer and you can't show up to the trial without having done your research. Yeah. And as you, so as you present, um, or as you select options, right, you get that mm-hmm. response from the jury. So yes. you only have a limited number of times because every time that you respond, the jury of <laughs> anthropomorphic animals will be like, ah, or they'll <laughs> yeah, be exactly. like, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. you, you can only disappoint a bunch of elephants and ostriches so many times. You know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. And I want to give the stakes in this game a special shout out um, for making sense and giving you evidence ahead of time. Right. Yeah. So I feel like so many games that have stakes in them, uh, it becomes a game of deliberate punishment where you have, you know, conversation pieces or the option to do something, you know, and you try to do the right thing and then the game immediately punishes you just to try to keep things interesting like you you decide that you're gonna give sarah the cannoli okay and that's not an innuendo (laughs) it's a delicious dessert that she likes okay yes and you give her the cannoli and then the game is like well you didn't know that sarah would try to eat the cannoli and drive her vespa into a fruit stand (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about and actually this is this is good because it segues into one of my hot takes okay which is that this is why i fucking hate the witcher okay oh man we're gonna gonna start on this This is gonna be a three and a half hour long (laughs) episode if we talk about all the reasons that we fucking hate the witcher yeah Okay, yeah, and it's also going to end our podcast. But real quick, though, this is the thing that bothers me about most games, like you said, that have to have stakes. It's exactly like that. I distinctly remember one of the first missions in The Witcher 3. I tried to help somebody out, and I did something, right? And I I wasn't even doing, like, necessarily the goody-two-shoes thing. I just made a choice, and the game very intention was like, huh, you thought it was going to end in this way, but fuck you. That guy's going to end up dead. And I was like, how am I supposed... Like, what are the... There aren't really stakes. You're just fucking with me now. Yeah, they're just fucking with you. And the thing that Aviary Attorney does, right, is it lays all these people, like, these pieces out. So when you do make a mistake and the stakes are high, you're like, oh, shit, like, I fucked up, you know? Yes. You're not like, bad not- things are happening to me. You're like, I fucked up. Yes, exactly. The responsibility is on you. And if you pass, you pass. And if you fail, you fail. Yeah, and it's not just that you cut loose the swamp man on the edge of the lake. (laughs) That's what you're talking about in The Witcher, I think. Uh, And then he goes, he he, like murders an entire bakery full of children or something. I don't know what he does, but it's not good. You know? (laughs) That sounds like a Witcher thing that would happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, they all thought they were going to have croissants that day. And instead, they're... Yep. Turns out they were the croissants. <laughs> the croissants, yes. <laughs> they were the croissants, yeah. Uh, yeah, and speaking of croissants, uh, we could we could segue into the level of polish as this game depicts Paris, the city of croissants. Yes. Oh, beautiful segue. Yes. Um, Thank you. Um, so the game employs public domain works that have been adapted to the game, both in its art and music. Um, and the city, obviously, of Paris inspired the game with all of its locations. And you do explore quite a few of them. Um, and uh, characters are actually taken from the caricatures of the French artist J.J. Granville, whose real name is Jean-Ignace Isidore Girard, which I definitely practiced quite a bit. Um, specifically, uh, they took characters from his work... Um, scenes of the private and public lives of animals so basically he just did these series of like animals living day-to-day lives which is adorable and hilarious and so the the 
game developers have taken some of those illustrations and made them the main characters of the game or you know the side characters or, or whatever so the animals are anthropomorphic in his original work then yes oh yeah yeah totally oh man everybody must have thought he was a yeah yeah they must have thought he was a fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> i mean here's i mean the drawings are good the, he would, the i respect a man who just who just says you know i want to draw birds with cabbie hats on them and that's gonna be my thing they're a great furry artist too you know that's all i'm saying <laughs> let's not let's not besmirch jj granville that way no no i mean he's fuck a skeleton at this point <laughs> but I would, I would, <laughs> that's true i, I guess would, we can do whatever yeah the fuck i would we hate want. to embarrass him <laughs> Yeah, and I also think that this is where the main character's name comes from. The main character's name is J.J. Falcon. Um, and I think that that's not only a shout-out to Jay being a bird pun, but also J.J. Granville. So, um, yeah, it's clearly my idea Y J A Y For those Definitely. of you not uh, looking at the script right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so just like, you know, puns layered, laminated on top of one another, like the flaky layers of a croissant. I'll let you have it. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Um, yeah, and then like we mentioned earlier, the music includes works by um, Camille Saint-Saëns, uh, specifically The Carnival of the Animals. And um, Jacob, now, if you're game, I have a mini game for you, if you'd like to play. All right, let's play the game then. All right, so The Carnival of the Animals features themes written, um, obviously, about different kinds of animals. And I've sent you three of these themes. So I'd like you to, you know... Give them a listen, and then let's have you guess uh, which animal you think it's associated with. All right, so let's listen to some of these themes together. And these are all animals that appear in the game. Is that correct? Yes, right. so that, that helps you out a little bit. All right. Do I only get one guess, or can I guess as many times as I want? I'm going to give you three guesses. All right, as many guesses as I want. Nice. All right, no. let's go. <laughs> all right. First one's rolling. Here we go. And give this one some time to, you know, to bloom a little bit. What I'm feeling so far is, um, these are not my guesses. This is just what I'm feeling. I'm feeling, um, okay. a grasshopper toes. Um, okay. It tickles between the grasshopper toes. Um, and they're, they're walking across the top of the water. Tiny footsteps. Uh, don't even break <laughs> the surface of the water. And there's, there's thousands of them. There's, there's, there's thousands. <laughs> this, is, this is quickly becoming a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, the water's my bathroom sink. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thousands of thousands. Grasshoppers, they're good for nature. All right. It's picking up. It's blooming, as you said. It's blooming. Okay. Uh, my first guess is going to be that this is um, going to be. Uh, uh, it's sexy in like a. You see someone <laughs> and they're wearing three corsets in a girdle way. So I'm going to guess that okay. it's a swan. Is that correct? Nope. Okay. All right. Two more guesses. Yep. And listen carefully to the the Listen carefully. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint after your second guess if you don't get it right. All right. Um I'm seeing I feel like this is like what psychics do. <laughs> Yeah, just pretend I'm a CIA agent asking you, you know, like, where is the Russian base? Tell me. <laughs> You would just have a blindfold on. All right. My second guess is going to be that it is a young giraffe. <laughs> a young giraffe specifically? Yes. 
Okay, uh, I'm sorry, but that's still not correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to drop the hint now, which is that um think about how this song how you would describe this song if the song were running a race. <laughs> that means nothing. I have no clue. I mean, would you say that it's quick and erratic, or would you say that it's oh, perhaps... it would be the tortoise? Yes, nice. Oh, okay, yeah, right. that's wonderful. That's... I was really hoping that you would say turtle, and then I could be like, ah, I'm sorry, no, it's tortoise. It's actually a tortoise. Yes, it's yeah. a tortoise. All right, yes. well, you got that one. So well done. You need a little help, but that still still counts. I got it. But you said three yeah, yeses, and I got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, ready for number two? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. All I'm saying is a montage of myself just going through the kitchen every cabinet. <laughs> now I'm on yeah. top of the stove reaching into the upper cabinets, and now I'm on my knees seeing if I dropped a cookie behind the Windex. <laughs> okay, well, this should really help you then. And now I'm in the, the left side of the fridge. <laughs> which, which is the freezer <laughs> this is just me getting into the bathtub <laughs> yeah yeah this sounds like me trying to find my car in a parking lot after i've just had the fucking like a pound and a half of vegan barbecue and like eight beers yeah <laughs> We should cut that out because that sounds like I'm going to drunk drive, but the reality is I just need a place to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in now. <laughs> All right, so what's your guess? Uh, it's the elephant. Ah, nice. Well done. Yeah, it is in fact the elephant, right? Which, I mean, I assume you also knew from the chocolate shop that you apparently visited with most of your days in this game. Most of my days. <laughs> just like in most. real life. Yes. And just in time. All right, so let's move on to the last one. All right, so you've got you've got one. You've you've well, okay, you've I've gotten got two, two so far. Yeah, you've got two. All right, so let's see if you can make it a perfect score. I'm a, already a turkey, doing better than ball. I did in the three trials that occur within Aviary Attorney. <laughs> so. All right, well, let's close it out. All right. You ready? Yep. All right, number three. Go. It sounds like it's the day before a wedding, and I realize that I'm too fat for my suit pants I haven't worn in two years. <laughs> it's like me going to button them. Buttons are getting closer and closer, but they're not touching. <laughs> because they won't. <laughs> yeah, it really does have a horror movie theme to it, like, feel to it. Is this the wolf? No. I'm shocked that this animal is what it is, actually. That's your hint. It's very short, too. Is it a slug? <laughs> okay, I'm not that shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid it's not the slug. There's also no slugs in this game. Well, we've had some turnaround time on this episode. Uh, <laughs> is it... Be careful, this is your last guess. Did I say wolf or fox? You said wolf beforehand. Fox. No. <sighs> what is it? It's the hens and the rooster. 
It's the hens and the rooster? Yeah, it's like the... T- 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 Doing like the pecking. what? It... Pecking. Oh. Yeah. I mean, take it up with Camille Sansons. Well, I won't, but I might take it up with his grandkids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's your only option at this point. So yeah. I think you did pretty well. Two out of three, not bad. Like I said, better than I did in Aviary Attorney. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. So now that we've had our little diversion, um, let's, cl- let's uh, go back to some of the um, elements of the game itself. Aside from pairing up those themes with the characters pretty exquisitely, I think all of those now, like in retrospect, at least suit their characters in the game. The music and the art are also complemented by excellent writing. It's really what makes this game. Yes, absolutely. And I think this game also does a really good job of tiptoeing and balancing on that tightrope walk between being too self-aware and too punny and being completely unself-aware and not funny at all. Like, it, it really, like, if it were any more sort of breaking the fourth wall, it would be annoying. And if it were any less, the game wouldn't work. But its own enthusiasm about its tone really sells it. It makes it so inviting and friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it enjoyable just to click through. Yeah. In a way that, like, very few games even have good writing. Very few games come remotely close to just, like, the dialogue and stuff being as enjoyable as it is here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's made doubly impressive when you realize that the... I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but the scale of this game inflates pretty rapidly. Uh, and the Massively stakes, like we so. mentioned, yeah. do get very, very high. So, like, you have this fun, lighthearted, punny writing, but you also have some very serious and very tense moments. And I would say that some of the characters are, like, reminiscent of, like, characters from Les Miserables, where they're, like, they're archetypes that say something about justice and law and class, you know. And every now and then, like, you'll go back to one of those, like, funny, punnier lines. But, like, it does try to tackle so, sort of the idea of justice in general, which is a, a big feat for, for an indie game, for a game that has as much humor as this does, you know. Yeah, I, I really thought it, it tackled those well. Yeah, this is the first time when I wrapped up playing this game... Um, I want to say that this is the first time that I got teary-eyed over a story about anthropomorphic animals that wasn't <laughs> made by Pixar. <laughs> hey, The Fox like, and the Hound was only Disney. Okay, well, you know, I'm not a fucking nerd, so I don't know. <laughs> but but it, I mean, it really is. It really is good, and you do get more attached to these like silly characters than you think, and kind of a a, a way that. This is going to sound like a dig, but it's not. Like a way that the best children's books are, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, the fact that it's entertaining and it's logically sound and the clues are hidden in there and it's funny and you're feeling these things and you're being communicated something about justice and humanity and how we try to solve problems is really a feat in itself, you know? Yeah. It's it's a great game built around a great story. It is, yeah, and it's accented with these really cool public domain artworks and and things, but I think really what carries it and what ties it all together and makes it make sense because it would be really easy to lift public domain works and cobble them into something that's kind of entertaining. But really what ties them together and makes them into something completely new and synthesizes them is this writing and is this attention to detail when it comes to the logic behind not only the cases, but the characters and how they act when you talk to them in certain ways and how you interact with them and what they do at certain decision points. Yeah, and this this brings me back to something that I had mentioned earlier, um, which is that I played through most of this game with my partner. And she is not a gamer. 
Um, but we played through the first, really the introduction trial, right? That's just a tutorial. Mm -hmm. And we left and did other things, you know, a few days passed and she came up to me and was like, are you trying to play aviary attorney again (laughs) you know and i think that that speaks to like how charming and approachable and great this story is that even someone that's like traditionally not into video games as a hobby was like wanted to see what happens with these characters and had a great time interacting with them yeah it really does kind of play like a storybook with multiple endings it almost reminds me of those goosebumps choose your own adventure books in 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 a way you know you laugh but choose your own adventure is the most underutilized <laughs> method of uh, structuring art. Yeah, I, I really... I will I, die I, on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's fine. I'll die with you on that because I agree with you. But yeah, I think that's a great point about it being approachable as well and, and, in, and engaging to people who don't consider themselves gamers but do consider themselves people who just like good stories. Exactly. So on the flip side, this game had a little bit of controversy it seems if you look at the reviews on steam uh many of them reference the game being unfinished um it seems that it was released in an unfinished state at some point and that people didn't feel at the time that it was worth the 14.99 i assume that they were charging for it um, yeah and we've talked about no pre-order before <laughs> and we've talked <laughs> I think about I've yelled about it yeah. yes and we've yelled about um the sort of new accepted state of games being perpetually unfinished mm-hmm. and we i think i speak for both of us when i say that we don't condone that yeah um but as an indie producer um i think that there are challenges that they face that like i can accept because they came through and finished the game and it's great right yeah, like I think it's uh, like like I was saying that I mean like I when I did the research for this episode, most of the ba- bad reviews, in fact, almost only the bad reviews, were about how the game wasn't finished and felt too short for the price. And now that's a non-issue, you know? Right. It, I would definitely say it's a non-issue at this point. The replay values there, like we said, six hours for a run through. You can get multiple run throughs, and one of the great things this game does is it sort of clues you in to where Mm -hmm. decisions that you made or things that you did wrong where you made a wrong decision without holding your hand and telling you make this opposite decision or make this other decision right it's it really says go back to this area you know go back to this point and the decisions you made here are the reason that you got the ending that you did yeah and i also want to touch on it's not just the endings too right like there are right yeah i think i think it's important to note that a lot of people get hung up and especially when it comes to AAA games, get hung up on the result being the effect of your decisions. When in fact, there are a lot of moments in this game where like, you know, you've done something in the very first mission and there's this interlude that happens and, you know, you're having dialogue with a certain character. And depending on what you've done, that dialogue is going to be, uh, could take the form of a couple different, you know, conversations. And it doesn't have any effect on the ending of the game you know of the eventual result but what it does do is it changes the tone of the journey and it changes the tone of your your decisions after that point and your relationship with this character so i think that what this game does really well is it's not afraid to introduce those differences even if there isn't any difference in the result does that make sense it does yes 
I absolutely agree. So let's move on to our, <laughs> not our, let's move on to the reviews <laughs> that we've each picked out from Steam. Uh, you want to yeah, go first? Totally. Sure. Yeah. All right. So my first review comes from, <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> The username is <laughs> the username is Napoleon Blown Apart. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll give him that. That's fine. That's a funny um, joke. I'm glad he made a Steam account just for this game. Yeah. Um, even in the completely oversaturated 1800s French revolutionary bird lawyer genre, Aviary Attorney still manages to stand out from the crowd by being a game where you play a bird lawyer during the French Revolution in the 1800s. <laughs> Yeah, that's a standout. That's my favorite review of this game, except for our yeah. review of this game. Yes. <laughs> um, I got one from um, La Marginarin. I think that they intended to be Lama Margarin. Okay. We're just going to call him Lama Margarin either way. That sounds good. Um, we'll round. Yeah. And they said, foul play, not suspected. <laughs> All right. Nice. It's fine. <laughs> you picked it <laughs> it's all fun. right all right um from uh pyromaniac i've got um if you like terrible puns and helping people get away with murder this is the game for you 10 out of 10 ign <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right and um this is my last review that i picked and this is mm -hmm. from fianor um and I think that this was actually a negative review of the game. Oh, okay. Um, All right. And they said, God, avian attorney, you started <laughs> off so well, and then you changed from a detective game to Monkey Island. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And I, I, the that reason that I picked this review is just because I feel like if you're going to roast something, you should get the name right. <laughs> this, this dude was so busy throwing darts at his Monkey Island poster that his little brother had up on the wall for the last 35 years that they've been living in the same room that he didn't get the name right. So, Fianor, just... <sighs> just yeah. I mean, is that is that a bad review? Because, like, I mean, he's not wrong, and Monkey Island is fun. Well, after finding this review, I, I never played Monkey Island, but after finding this review, I watched about 45 minutes of Monkey Island playthroughs on YouTube. Why? And I didn't have fun for a second of it, so <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. I do feel like Monkey Island is just missed for children. That's strangely apt, but the thing is that what made Miss great was that it was scary. Um, that's true and riven riven and, was scary too do you remember riven yeah and when you strip away you're talking about riven the sequel to mist um yes and when you strip that away um it just becomes a game about being lost in a bunch of weird buildings damn that's also checks man and i love that game so i don't know where we're going from here <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right for my last review from uh Let's see, Tevega, Tevaga. Uh, <clears throat> we practiced bird law. It was beautiful. I'm passionate about this game too, so I'm not going to make fun of him. <laughs> it, you know what? It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, yeah. So in summary, um, anyone who's listened, <laughs> if you've made it through two hours and 40 minutes of our podcast at this point, 
First of all, thank you. Yes. Second of all, I'm sorry about your ears. Third <laughs> of all, you probably have noticed that we have given a positive review with some criticisms to every game uh, that we've reviewed. And so we wanted to take a minute this episode to just say that we're here to recommend games that we have a great time playing. And there are games that we play and we don't like them or we play and they're not ready to be reviewed and we decide not to review them. But we want this podcast to be a positive thing. We want to be encouraging to creators and people who love indie games and listen to the show and are excited about this. So we're only going to review, if you hear about a game on this podcast, it is only going to be about a game that we loved and recommended. It might have an asterisk, <laughs> but, but yes, we <laughs> yeah, saw totally. something in it that was worthwhile. And I think Aviary Attorney, overwhelmingly so, I would recommend um, to really anyone this one, I think. And yeah, it was a fantastic play. So go spend the fourteen ninety nine on Steam, support them. Hopefully we'll get another game from them since this is the only one. Um, yeah. And get ready to have a good chuckle and um, maybe a good cry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think a little of both for sure. Um, all right, well, this has been another episode of Under One Thousand. Thanks again for listening, um, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, anything else you want to say before we go? If you have any complaints about this episode, please direct them to my aviary attorney. Thanks, Robin, <laughs> for that joke. <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time.